All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Life in Phases. This is season three. And if you have been with us for a while, you know that we've talked about birth through high school students. And last season, we spent some time talking with college students and about college students. And now we're in this phase of young adult life. Uh, so this is episode three of our series. Uh, if you've been with us, episode one with Josh and Annie, we talked about what it looks like just to define young adulthood and what it looks like to define where you are in this stage, this phase. Last week, or last episode, I guess, we talked about um, community with Connor and Felicia and Cooper and what that looks like. And now we're kind of entering into a new phase here talking about what it looks like to, to live a married life as a young adult. So I got two fantastic guests with me today. So why don't you go ahead? Let's just start by you guys introducing yourselves and we'll go from there. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Nick Burke. Um, I am a physical therapist here in Bloomington Normal at McLean County Orthopedics um, from Good Hope, Illinois. And uh, we kind of came back to this area after being out on the East Coast for the last three years. Oh, really? Where, where at? I didn't know this. New Bern, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Yeah. So okay. right on the coast. Okay. I had to get some ocean time. Some beaches, <laughs> yeah. I know. Basically, you know, oh. Lake Bloomington. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> and we, we definitely uh, loved it out there, but uh, family is back here okay. and that's where we wanted to be. That's good. That's good. Okay. So we do a thing here where we ask for a fun fact and then we ask for your favorite local spot to eat. So tell us a fun fact about you, Nick. Fun fact. So I am a fraternal twin. Oh, okay. And Laura is a fraternal twin. No way. Oh, boy. So, oh boy. Laura, who you'll meet in a second. Oh, yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Okay. So, fraternal twin. Can you explain to people what that means? So, we are not identical. Okay. So, we're from separate eggs, but okay. both of us are twins. There you go. It's crazy. I love it. Boy, girl? Uh, I've got sister? a twin brother. Okay. And okay. then Laura has a twin sister. Okay. Good. Favorite place to eat? Favorite place to eat, hands down. Hands down. Fort Jesse Cafe. Okay. Ooh, Fort Jesse it. Cafe. Give me their chicken and waffles ah, every okay. single time. Okay. I've only had chicken waffles once in my life, and I had it there. Oh, it's amazing. It was great. Yeah. I'm a Fort Buster. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I got to get everything on the side. Like, yeah. I don't want them like loading yep. it all up. Um, and... I don't know. You want to be able to be in control of what you're mixing and what you're not. Exactly. Yeah. I guess you're right. I I was always the kid that at family Christmas, Thanksgiving would get the, uh, the plates that had the, uh, the sections. Oh, divided. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't like my stuff and my stuff. Yep. Okay. And And I, I usually eat one thing at a time. Uh huh. So, okay. I I can relate. I get you. That's good. You eat one thing. That's good. I like that. So, Laura, no, it's oh, like, no. this is how she enters into wrong. the conversation. Yeah, welcome. We <laughs> welcome, Laura. Hello. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about you. Yes. So um, my name is Laura Burke. I'm from Peoria, Illinois. And um, as Nick said, we met at ISU and we had the lovely pre- pleasure of being out in North Carolina for the mm-hmm. past few years. Um, I have been in ministry the past seven and a half years. Okay. And uh, I get to be on staff here at Eastview. I work with a small group. And and um, an admin, and it's been great. I love it. So yeah, we're here in town now, and uh, just loving being closer to family. That's good. So sweet. 
Now you did student ministry, right? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. Those That's, junior hires. Hey. High energy, yeah. moldable. They're great. It's great. They're great. They are. I should uh, get into that, I think. Yeah, so you should. Maybe as a career. So It'd be great. <laughs> uh, tell us, uh, Laura, a fun fact about yourself and then your favorite spot to eat. Okay, so a fun fact about us, um, we love coffee. Okay. Um, yeah. So we have been over to over 50 coffee shops around the United States. Okay. And um, every time we go to one, we basically put down the name of the coffee shop and the location in Nick's phone. So Aww. he has a note with all of the coffee shops. How good to. is that? That's it's pretty great. sweet. So, I love that. So any vacation we take, we're stopping at different coffee shops, trying, to find, trying to find the best coffee That's in good. the United States. Okay. So good. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite one in Peoria? Okay, in Peoria, hands down, CXT Coffee. Okay. It's not even, I mean, Zion's right there with yeah. it, but CXT is one we'll hit every time we're in Peoria. My brother-in-law lives in Peoria. He's a coffee guy. Yeah. And he would say the same thing. Yes, yep. it's great. 100%. And we went, I went and met him. I'd never been to Zion. Yeah. I went and met him there. Okay. And I was like, do you come to this place all the time? He goes, no, because... It's kind of what people like want to see, you know, yeah. it's like a, the cool place. Yes. It's like, but really it's not the best coffee. Yeah. Like, oh, I would agree. Okay. I would agree. The, the ambiance of CX, yeah. CXT is just great too. Okay. It's just got the vibe. So it's great. And it's just incredible. Yeah. Okay. It's rains. Hey, yeah. that's good. I love Junction. it. I love it. So favorite spot to eat. Oh man. Okay. This is going to be a far out one. I'm going to say Dr. McKay's has one of the best chicken wings I have had in a very long time. What is that? It's over by Hiradura Mexican restaurant. It's past um, like Culver's and stuff like that. So if you've Off not tried it, it's like the hole in the wall, best chicken wings no. you'll ever have. It- is it an actual doctor place too? Like no, okay. definitely not. It's definitely got like a sports bar sports, atmosphere. Sports wow. Yeah, I've it's never, it's never grungy. You're okay. not going for the environment, but their Delicious garlic wings. parm wings. Really, you will. Okay. Be so excited. That's so. okay. So usually our guests will say a place like Ancho. Yes, or, I mean it's yeah. up there. So it's you great. know Fiesta or something yeah. like that. But we have never had Doctor what. Dr. McKay's wow. guys, right. we just found this the, like yeah. what, two months ago yep. and yeah. we've been multiple times. All right. So Dr. McKay's, we yeah. want to give a shout out to yeah. you and also send us some wings. Yeah. We'd, we'd right. love to do that. So, yeah, <laughs> hey, so we are talking about what it looks like to be you know, married in this phase of young adulthood. We know that statistics will tell us that many people are not getting married at this age you know, in this phase, mm-hmm. uh, in 2020, we come back to this research a lot, like throughout this season, love this, uh, this research that the Barna group did called the connected generation. And in it, they, they came up with this, uh, research that said that young adults still find getting married important. Um, I think that just said a minute ago, like it's contrary to what we hear a lot, uh, in this culture, uh, Culture paints this picture that marriage isn't happening, isn't important compared to other things like career, social aspects of the phase that, that both of you are in. So let's start there. I, I want to hear your thoughts on what you see and hear from your peers about marriage in this phase. Are, are you finding that people you interact with um, find it important, valuable, something that they want out of their lives right now? I think it's, I think it's tough because um, the people that we're around typically have similar values as us. Okay. Um, and we both were very interested in marriage. We both, um, see that a lot of our friends are also interested in marriage. Um, I think it, it depends on priorities. Mm. I can see where some people say, Hey, like I need to continue with an advanced degree. 
I don't have time to, to date. Or um, if you don't find that relationship in college, it is a little bit more challenging afterwards to get connected with people um, and to form that stronger relationship to the point where you feel like, hey, I can get married um, to this person. So I think that is that is a piece. Um, but for the most part, I'd say most of the people that we interact with on a regular basis were very much, um, if they're not married, are trying, I mean, hopefully going to get married um, within the near future. That's good. So let me ask you this, because our next episode is all about faith and work and career. So you're a physical therapist mm -hmm. and, and that involves like a lot of schooling, a lot of education, you know, a lot of focus that yes. you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> Laura says yes. But, but you chose in the midst of all that, like, I still care about and find this valuable mm -hmm. marriage. So what, what can you say to that even like to encourage somebody who maybe feels the culture expectations or the pressures, but they actually really want to be in this other place where it's like, yeah, I, I love somebody. I want to be with somebody and I'm going to somehow balance both. I think it, it all comes down to, um, I mean, I saw the value of having a godly wife. I saw how she was going to make me stronger. She was going to be able to support me. She was going to help me. Um, and I know that that was, um, extremely important to me. Um, and I also personally, my, my, my career is important, but I also know that my life is going to be much more than my career as a okay. physical therapist, whatever profession I ended up in. Um, I knew that marriage was something that I was desiring and I felt like God was calling me to that as well. Um, as Laura and I continued to date and that relationship grew stronger, I was like, there's no, no doubt in my mind that I'm going to marry this girl. Okay. That's good. No, I just, you know, I, I was thinking about that as you were talking, I was like, wait a second, this is one of those circumstances and situations where of course you're going into the medical field, you know, that would be one of those things where it's like, well, I'm just going to push this off in order to pursue this. That's why I asked, man, you know, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. It, Laura, it does help that we met in undergrad. Okay. Yeah. So sure. that makes a big difference. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hadn't started my postgraduate degree yet. Um, so I, we already established that strong relationship before I even knew I was going to physical therapy school, but, um, either way. And to even piggyback off that, I would say it, it wasn't all butterflies and super easy, but I think it comes down to, like you said, like, uh, you know, the long run you want to be together. So you just make it work. You put in the time, you put in the effort, you put in the communication. Like I always say it was hard to, um, do the calls on the phone because we just weren't as authentic as if when we're in person. So, um, you know, you had to just make it work the best that you could, um, you know, you just really want that person at the end and, and to love them deeply. So, um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so Laura, could you speak into that? Like going back a little bit, going back to that initial question, you know, where are you finding that people you interact with find it important, valuable, uh, when it comes to marriage and that's something they want out of their lives right now. What do you f feel with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would agree with Nick. I was thinking through all of our friends and um, close family members. I honestly could not even think of one person that is not pursuing that. Um, but again, going back to what Nick said, uh, we're in the Midwest. We're in an area where I think that is valued and that is something that is important to our families and our friends. And I was uh, reading a book recently where it's on the West Coast and I was thinking, oh man, on the West coast, maybe that might not be something that is valued and something that is, um, maybe more of a secular look at it. You know, it's, Oh, you know, you can date around and just, you're interested in who you're interested in and you don't need to commit. And that kind of ties you down this idea of tying you down. Um, and so in the Midwest, I don't see that as much. And in our families, I, I don't necessarily see that. So yeah, 
I, I see a lot of our friends are super interested in marriage and value it. It's funny how like you look at the different phases and how I remember being single. I hung out with a lot of single people. Yeah. Just got married. It's like, oh, all of a sudden. And then we start having kids. And then we notice like, oh, our friend groups have the same age of kids as we do. You it kind know, of morphs. Like, it does morph. Yeah. And I don't know if you know that when you're younger. Right. You know, I think it's something that you kind of realize as you go. And then it, it's something that we've kind of noticed as well because um, we don't have kids right now. A lot of our friends do, but we're also still trying to keep those connections with those friends that don't because it's important to have a balance of both. I think we've been able to learn a lot and we still keep those relationships strong by not just, I don't know, hanging out with those that don't have kids yeah. because we don't have kids. Right. Thing. No, that's good. That's good. Our, our last episode, kind of based off of even what you're talking about here, our last episode was focused on community. Um, and in that, we had um, married people, we had single people, um, both represented. Um, but I want to get specific to you guys on this one. Do you, do you feel like you have been able, you know, when we talk about that, like married people, we, we have the same people around us. Do you feel like you've been able to find a good community within the church? And, and this is why. I feel like sometimes the church doesn't do a great job um, focusing or getting into the lives of young adults. Um, so, so that's why this question is more of like encouragement for somebody. Like, have you find found that you've been able to find good community within the church? What does that look like? What's the the good, the bad, the ugly uh, when it comes to that pursuit? Absolutely. So uh, thinking about this, we have honestly been so incredibly blessed by the communities that we've had at our past three churches. Um, the people I've worked with have been our community, the people that we went to college with our community. Um, and it just happens that a lot of them are, we're in the church setting as well. Um, but as I thought about this, the best community that I have ever experienced, honestly, was putting it back on myself and saying, you know, 90% uh, of people want to have new friends or want to have community. And um, it's intimidating to send that first text or invite those people over for uh, dinner at your house or whatever it is. And it's almost like um, putting yourself out there, honestly, allows for those connections to just happen more authentically. So I guess my challenge would be is don't search for that community, but be that community okay. and, um, go into it with a thought of like, how can I connect people? How can I love on people deeply? How can I be intentional with the people that I work with? I think Nick has experienced that at past, um, jobs, but, um, the church, I mean, there's always going to be struggles and yeah, I absolutely believe like there's been stuff in the young adult community in college, um, that it hasn't always been authentic and easy, um, a little bit more challenging, but, uh, when you're putting yourself out there, um, I think there's where you find it. I like what you said there because like searching can be intimidated for introverts. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You're not an introvert. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. I am very much. <laughs> okay. So I'm not, and my mm. wife is. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So when people say, well, you just need to find friends. And for her, it's like, uh, you know, like friendship value, like she values the people that are in her life. So just like finding randos isn't going to work, you know, uh, for me, that's fine. Um, so, but, but you said like, you got to be the community Yeah. that, that encompasses all kinds of personalities. Yeah. Um, that puts aside that like pressure to be searching and right. just to be who you are. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's really good. I know we'll have extroverts and introverts listening here. Uh, so just want to encourage you with that. Like 
Nick, what would you say like the good, the bad, and the ugly are like when it comes to that pursuit? I think it's hard because we we put a lot of pressure on the church to provide things for us. Uh, I yeah. think that's something that I have come to realize over time, and especially as Laura's worked in the church, um, I get exposed to a lot of things, and people get upset about not having certain services or not having access to things. And I don't think that's necessarily the church's job. The church is to provide a place for community, but it's not supposed to provide exactly what you think community should look like. We've got this, I think, misconception is, okay, this is what my desire for community is. The church should be able to provide that. And I think really the church's job is to provide an atmosphere with common believers um, to stretch you and grow you. And then you, like Laura mentioned, you have to take initiative. You kind of have to go out there and and it is going to be a little bit vulnerable, but you do have to put in some work to say, okay, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone, especially as an introvert. I had to step out of my comfort zone and get to know some people Yeah, and we're going to jive or we're going to mesh with some people. We're not going to mesh with some people and that's okay. That's not the church's responsibility in my opinion to, to provide that. And, and once you find that group of people, making sure that you are putting in some effort um, to, to connect with them, whether it is via text or whether it is getting together with co- for coffee or going to dinner or having people over to your house. Um, one thing that we, as we were coming back in particular, um, we prayed about and really kind of, I don't know, get, getting this idea of what our life back here was going to be like, um, the word community came to mind and, and really the idea of being connectors and, and how we can, as a couple and as individuals, connect other people to, I mean, Christ, but also creating community and, and relationships that, that are going to be valuable to us and important to us. And I think that's where um, that intentionality and then having God speak to us is, has really made a huge difference in our ability to build community in wherever location we are. That's good. That's good. I like that. I With this... You know, there, there's this idea and angle with how we feel about young adults um, where we're sometimes it's put into a negative light, you know, especially within the church. But I do think it's important. And I want to I want to hit on this because this is one of those studies that I want to come back to consistently throughout the season, because I think with this this statistic that I want to show you or let you guys hear and get your thoughts are it shows that it's not right to come down on this generation, your, your phase, but to understand that there's some confliction with what they're thinking. Uh, so, um, going back to this Barna study, this connected generation, uh, research uncovered that young adults are just as likely to feel optimistic about the future as they are uncertain about the future, as well as afraid to fail and anxious about important decisions. So, so this is where I want to dive in a little bit and get you guys' thoughts. What, what comes to mind when you see this? Because they're, they're totally different outlooks on life, but these seem to be split evenly among the mindset of young adults. So what are your thoughts when you hear that? So it's interesting because uh, I'm very much the optimistic okay. side um, because I'm not necessarily a, a forethinker. Okay. Okay. So Laura and I have kind of realized this about each other. Um, we're opposites in this where... Um, I'm kind of a take it as it comes type of person. We're both relatively easygoing, but I'm a take it as it comes person. And Laura is planning the details. She is thinking way in advance. Okay. And so where I see a situation, she is seeing all of the details involved in said situation. 
or all of the repercussions of this decision that we have to make. And I see it as, okay, we get to make this decision in three months. Cool. So now I, I don't have that necessarily anxiety with it until the situation arises. If I'm not prepared for it, then, well, okay, I kind of have to deal with that. Okay. But I can see the, the both sides of it, whereas, okay, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that are happening in life right now. At this age, we've got a lot of big decisions, a lot of things going on. So it's really fun. Um, but in, in these, the other sense, it's a pretty big deal. Mm. There are a lot of decisions that we're making that are going to be important down the road. And I think Laura can kind of touch yeah, on some of that as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, we, I think about the 20s and 30s and you're deciding the jobs you're going to do, who you're going to marry, where you're going to live. I mean, all of these like really intense life altering decisions. And there's a lot of joy and excitement in that. Obviously, like getting to meet Nick and realize who he was and getting to choose, like, do we want to live in North Carolina? Do we want to come back to Illinois? And um, that, there's excitement and joy with that. But coupled with it, there's just a lot of like, am I making the right decision? I mean, I can speak to when Nick and I um, started dating, we absolutely like he was all on board and I was just like, okay, I think we're good. I'm not sure. I think we're good. <laughs> and, you know, I was probably like a few months where it's just like, this shouldn't be an anxious, uh, anxiety ridden process. But for me, it took time. And I could even speak to like a starting a family. It's like a lot of my friends are just gung ho, good to go. No issues. And like you said, I think, um, far out, I think of about, you know, a year down the road, how I'm going to feel about this. And then 20 years down the road, how's this going to affect it? And, um, sometimes, I mean, it really just comes down to where my heart posture is and where my eyes are. And when I take my eyes off of Jesus, when I'm not looking up, when I'm not trusting, um, I think that's a lot of time where that anxiety and, uh, uncertainty comes in is like, okay, my heart posture isn't looking up. I'm not focusing on what he wants for me in this season. I'm not focusing for, um, you know, where, where he has my eyes at right now. And so, um, I get both, both and, uh, and just really need to evaluate where my heart, and my eyes are. Yeah. So. That's good. So, so this is off outline. Um, okay. so I hope that's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you are type a, then that's okay. Uh, yeah, Go no, for it. Good. We what, got this with that, with that posture, you know, with that mindset of like keeping your eyes on the Lord, how do you guys, encourage each other in your faith as a couple. Yeah. So, so big thing, this has been a learning process for me mm. because I'm very much a, at least I was very much a do it yourself. Okay. I took care of myself cause I, I was just a single, I was doing my own thing. But then after we got married, there is a little bit more responsibility for me as, as the man in the relationship to be a spiritual leader. Um, and I, I learned that that was a desire of Laura's and over time I've been able to develop and understand kind of what her, um, her needs are in that area, being able to encourage her with just praying over her, mm. just intentional words, um, and speaking truth to her. Um, and then just being able to share what I'm learning. I think that has been something that's been extremely important to her, um, is when, cause I'm, I'm relatively reserved and so I keep to myself. Um, and, and when I share what I'm learning, what God is revealing to me, what he is speaking to me and what's, what he's stirring in my spirit, being able to share that with her encourages her. And then she in turn can also, um, share in that joy and share in that learning and wisdom. And so that's been a big piece for both of us. That's good. Yeah. I mean, like 
for instance, this morning, I mean, Nick came in and he just prayed over me before he left for work. And it was just like that intentionality and that, um, just pouring out of like what the Lord is speaking to him, to me, um, just means the world. He knows that every time, um, he does that. It just speaks to my heart. So, um, doing studies together, I mean, asking each other, like one of our favorite things to do every night is just ask a random deep question about the day or something going forward. Um, we like love that because it really does. It like binds us together, it unifies us, um, and encourages us. And it forces us to get out of the monotony of the day. That's good. I think that's, right. that's important being able to, uh, just talk with that other person and being, like she said, intentional with it. It's, it makes a huge difference. Um, and just, it, it brings you closer. It really yeah. does. That's good. I like the monotony of the day piece because even as we were walking in here, um, Laura asked me how my day was and it was the first time I'd thought about it mm. and I first time I'd communicated it, you know? So like coming out of that, it's like, Oh, let me think about today, you mm. know? And so often I think we just do the day. Yeah. We get on autopilot. Yeah. yeah. And then nobody asks and we just go to bed, wake up and do it again. Yeah. Um, and so. even with that, I think we have eyes to see throughout our day, uh, different things too, because we'll ask something that like made him smile or something that, uh, really like made him like a conundrum or an instance where you had to figure something out. Like throughout your day, I feel like I'm more attentive to certain things. Cause I'm like, Oh, I could share that with Nick tonight. It could be interesting, yeah. but yep. I don't good. know. It's interesting. Yeah. That's really good. I, I hope you, uh, I hope you're encouraged by this. Uh, and as you listen, want you to encourage you also like share this with your spouse, you know, or, um, if you're dating somebody, if you're in a dating relationship, please share this too. Uh, cause we'd love to, um, not just do this for ourselves. We're not just sitting here talking in front of microphones. We want you to, to learn and grow from these episodes. And we're going to close it out by just encouraging you come find us on social media. Uh, if you're a young adult out there, we have our Instagram account at Eastview underscore Y a come and find us. Uh, Eastview Christian Church on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Would love to connect with you um, on those things and just see upcoming events, things we've got going on. And if we can pray for you and help you in any way in your spiritual formation or helping you to find Jesus, that's what we want to be about. So guys, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Appreciate you both. And I hope you feel encouraged today and have a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs>